T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Home and home. Let's bring on John Lopez. He's one of the hosts of In the Loop with Landry Locker, Sports Radio 610 in Houston. Been an unbelievable, eventful year for Houston sports. John, it's Ross Tucker, Jason Mertides. Really appreciate the time. I guess for for most of these questions, John, I want your opinion and the fans' opinion. Let's start with the Astros taking signs from fans that are bringing them to the park down there in spring training. What's been your reaction to that? Good move, <laughs> dumb move, and what do the fans think? Uh, dumb move, uh, first of all. There was nothing There was nothing vulgar about any of those signs, and there's some definite irony there, right? The, the, the Astros are stealing signs, you know, out of the stands. Uh, that, that, that's interesting. The Astros are in desperate, desperate need of chaos management, of new PR. Uh, you know, you go back to uh, even the Brandon Taubman thing before this really broke when there was just rumor and uh, the way he treated the women reporters and then the, the way the Astros PR denied it. And then they had to backtrack that. Then they had to renege and, and uh, take it all back. And then the way they've handled this scandal and the way they, you know, the, the press conference was was such a, a horrible, horrible display and and even go back to yesterday, the Astros, you know, were or day before yesterday, Altuve in his first at bat was booed roundly, and that's Jose Altuve, one of the most beloved guys in baseball, and, and a real underdog story, and well liked, just booed roundly, and then their response was, "Well, we didn't hear anything." Oh, sure, you didn't hear anything. <laughs> uh, well, we're you know we're not we're not really paying attention to that. Yes, you are. I mean, uh, you know, the public at large wants to see a contrite, apologetic organization. And even yesterday, they were not that. It's been a bad, bad uh, crisis management uh, for the Astros. Uh, John, first of all, congratulations on having this story for your local sports talk every day. I'm sure it's been (laughs) fascinating for you guys. Um, and And I'm sure that the Houston sports fans and community writers hosts are all split on this, on how this should be handled, how they should move forward, how baseball has handled it. How, how has that been navigating it with, you know, uh, almost like a civil war, I'm sure, happening with your fan base, writers, and everybody else? Well, there's two, there's two schools here. And, and I, by the way, I was listening to you guys, and I agree with everything that Ross said, everything that you said, except that the part about it's going to be fading away in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. 
this is not going anywhere. And, and the reason I say that is because it's not just fans. It's not just media. It's players. Players are upset. And as you guys know, they are like elephants. I mean, they remember things from, you know, they, they, a pitcher might hit a batter and somebody asked him, well, what was your problem with him? Well, he looked at me the wrong way five years ago. I mean, they have the longest memories in, you know, in, in sports. Uh, so I think this is going to go on into next year, into the year after that. And maybe not with the, you know, the verve, you know, uh, with the, the, the amount of coverage it gets, but I think it's going to be going on for a while. And as far as like Astros fans and Astros, the way they handle it, um, the, it's like the best defense that the Astros truthers have is other people are doing it too, or, uh, you know, or embrace the hate, you know, that's, that's not exactly a, a great look. I get it because you're, you know, these are the, the long and loyal Astros fans, but I think the right tact would be to, to say, yeah, we did it. Yeah. We're sorry, but we're going to make it right. Even from a fan's perspective, you know, you're going to take all this abuse at opposing ballparks and from opposing players and media, just say, yeah, we'll, we'll make it right now. You know, I think that's the way to go. Talking with John Lopez from in the loop with Landry locker sports radio, six ten there Houston on the radio.com app. So it doesn't sound like fans are necessarily defending them. Other than what you said, what do fans think? about the idea of the Astros having to vacate their World Series title. Would that really bother them? Or do they yeah. look at it like, who cares that we already had all the fun and the parade and everything? Yeah, I, I think it would bother uh, I think it would bother a lot of Astros fans. And I'm actually on their side on this. I, I don't I mean the I think for all intents and purposes, if you vacate the Astros title, it's just for show. Because the perception is the national uh, narrative is that title has already been vacated. I mean, nobody's going to look at this title the same. You know, why do you need a piece of paper, you know, to, to say that, that that title's been vacated? It's been tarnished. It's been tainted. Uh, the piece of paper or a ruling or whatever, that's not going to prove anything. And, and I wouldn't want to be on the Dodgers, you know, and say, hey, let's have a parade. We're, we're the World Series champs now. I mean, I just I think it's kind of an empty, empty reaction. Hey, John, what what is the what is the feeling inside that Astros clubhouse day in and day out? Is it like walking on eggshells? Is there a feeling like usually in spring training, you go into a clubhouse and it's very loose and yeah. you know it, it's very comfortable and everybody's kind of relaxed. Hey, we're, you know, we're charging up, we're getting ready. We're putting our work in, we're getting ready for another season. What's a very long season and a complete grind. But is it walking in there right now? And just like, like you could cut the tension with a knife because this has not let up in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, the, look, the the public pressure has gotten them a couple of bodies where a couple of guys lost their job, but the right. players all still haven't really gotten any kind of punishment of significance. So what is that feeling like around the team and in that clubhouse? Well, we're all familiar with ignore it and maybe it'll go away, right? I mean, that's kind of the feeling you get around this club. Uh, you're right. You know, there, there's this underlying tone. It's like when you have, an issue uh, with your girlfriend or your wife, right? And and nobody wants to bring it up because you know it'll boil over. So you just kind of kind of suppress it, you know. And so you're just kind of like, mm, do you want to bring it up? Uh, no, you bring it up. And and I think that's what it is. They're kind of ignoring it as best they can. But 
then inevitably somebody, uh, whether it's a baseball writer or an interviewer on television or whatever, uh, it comes back to that. And, and I don't think it's going to go away. I think it's going to be it's going to be their job to try to just kind of, you know, keep their heads down and do their jobs. But they know it's always going to be there. And it's just kind of an underlying tension. John, uh, my last question, how good are the Astros? My last question on the Astros, I should say. I got some J.J. Watt and Bill O'Brien for you, but how good are the Astros supposed to be this year? Like, are they capable of what Jason was saying, making an extended playoff run? Absolutely, 100%. I mean, they, they haven't lost talent on the position players. In fact, Carlos Correa, who, by the way, has handled this better than anyone in that building, from the word go, uh, he's really transformed his reputation in this city because he's doing it the right way. But that's a side note. Um, but, but I think that, that, that everyday players have are, are as good as ever. Now, what is that going to translate to on the field? It's hard to say because keep in mind, Garrett Cole is gone. The Astros might be really, really good, if not great, and still get ousted in the first round of the postseason or maybe not make the postseason just because they don't have – they've got Zach Grinke and he's supposed to fill in for – uh, that Garrett Cole role, but then what happens behind him? McCullers is coming off an injury. There's some young players. So they might be, you know, really, really good, but people will say, ah, see, told you so. It was the sign stealing that got you the World Series. When that might not be the case at all, they might not just be good enough because they've lost Garrett Cole. Uh, let, last question for me regarding the Astros as well. When you look at the situation with this team and, you know, what they what they're up against this year is very difficult. But the fan base is also up against something. Has there been a portion of the fans that is so disgusted with what happened and how it was handled and the comments from ownership that are saying, at least right now, we know these things kind of change. Hey, I'm done with the Astros. My loyalty to them is gone because of this whole thing and how it's affected the integrity of the sport. I think it's a smaller percentage that are actually checking out. But there are a, there's a big percentage of fans that are just embarrassed. I mean, just embarrassed that it happened. And there's this, this, this collective, oh, no, we can't have nice things in Houston. Everything great that's happened in this city in terms of championships, there's been a yeah, but. I mean, you go back to the Rockets, you know, 94, 95. Oh, what a great, great run they had. Oh, yeah, but uh, that's when Michael Jordan wasn't in the league, wasn't it? Uh, you know, the, now the, the Astros uh, World Series, a championship, that, that really, really helped this city so much because we were coming out of and still in the midst of, of all the Harvey flooding and, and houses, you know, thousands and thousands of people's lives being uh, destroyed. And it's like, oh, yeah, but they were stealing signs. There's a, a few that are just a, a big percentage that are just embarrassed and, and wish that, that it hadn't happened. Uh, a much smaller percentage that are checked out. The Astros are just are kind of woven into the fabric of the city here. John Lopez in loop with Landry Locker, Sports Radio 610 Houston. I, I got to get a couple football questions, John. You know me. Yeah. I'll yeah. start with J.J. Watt. I talked about his tweet on Friday on Payne and Pendergast down there. Has there been any reaction to his tweet down there at all? I know people aren't that into CBA stuff, but I spoke with several current and former players that were none too pleased about it. Yeah. And I think uh, there are, there's a big group that, that are not pleased about it, but I think it was impactful 
J.J. Watt does not do anything without some thought behind it. There's a reason he said that, because he knows you and I and the football world will be talking about it. He did that on purpose. And, and as you well know, um, you know, a leader like that, whether it's him or Deshaun Watson, the, the younger players are going are gonna to listen to that. Uh, so I think he was really sending a message. I don't know if I agree with it. I wasn't crazy about uh, the initial CBA agreement just because I thought it should go down to two preseason games rather than three, but that's just me. But make no mistake, I mean, he did this on purpose. He did it with purpose, and I think it's impacting uh, certainly the Texans locker room, if not other locker rooms as well. John, that Texans locker room needs to take another step forward, and Ross just eliminated, uh, intimated about Bill O'Brien. Uh, what, what do they need to do to take that next step? They got this quarterback, and that's a great box to check with Deshaun Watson, dynamic player, a tremendous uh, talent, and a great guy to watch week in and week out. But what do they need to do to take the next step? The less on Bill O'Brien's plate, the happier I am. I mean, this yeah. guy, it, it, it's just, I'm with Ross on this. Uh, I, I don't have anything personally against uh, Bill O'Brien, but I think he's the I got this guy. You know like how we're always, uh, like if I'm working on a home project, you know, my sons might say, you need some help? No, I got this. I got this. I think that's Bill O'Brien. He wants to do everything. And yesterday he had his media availability, and he added to his plate the fact that he's going to be more involved in salary cap and negotiations. And I'm like, oh, great. But the good news was that he uh, you know, gave the play-calling duties to Tim Kelly. And I think that's a big first step with Deshaun Watson. Tim Kelly, I mean, it can't be worse, right, in terms of what you're doing with Deshaun Watson in big games and big moments and getting over the hump. Uh, you, you are in – perilously close you are perilously close to 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 deshaun watson's salary and his and his contract putting you in a bad position and then all of a sudden where's that help going to come from you don't have any draft picks you gave top draft picks you gave them away uh how is he going to get some help so the less on bill o'brien's plate the happier i am and certainly if tim kelly's calling play plays it can't be any worse john last question has Houston caught the roughneck fever? Is anybody Stop. talking about the Houston Roughnecks XFL? Is is it a thing or is it not a thing? Dude, I was tailgating from the first day, man. I love it. I really do. Uh, it's football. I mean, there's nothing wrong with football, right, at, at, at any time during the year. Uh, 2018 to 20,000 people have gone to the home games here. It's catching on. I think it's novelty. But, uh, I mean, this is football country, man. I mean, this is, uh, you know, the, the most important sport outside of football season is off-season football uh, down here. So people are enjoying it. I like the kickoff rule a lot. I like some of the other rules, uh, and I think that's something that the NFL is going to have to notice. Now, it, it's a lot of fun down here. It really is. John, it's always a good time when you come on the show as well. Really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. You guys rock. Appreciate it. Hey, everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home at Home podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.